what people really have to understand about investing is that you're always going to have that feeling. Mm. You're always going to be a little bit afraid if you are pushing yourself to become a better investor. If there isn't some sort of like questioning or doubt or doing further research, you're not doing it right. Mm. You should always like the way that I started investing at 19 is completely different from how I'm investing now. Yeah. You know, I've added things to the portfolio and you have to keep that curious mind. You have to continue to learn and you have to continue to push yourself. And when you're pushing yourself, you're going to feel a little bit nervous. You're going to feel a little bit of doubt. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to season four of Off the Cuff, where conversations lead to inspiration. I'm your host, Christian Palmer, and today I'm joined by the founder of Investing Latina, two times award-winning personal finance expert. She's a writer, a producer, and a speaker on all things personal finance. She writes for many publications such as CNBC, Times Next Advisor, HuffPost, and many others. She breaks down the keys to investing and makes it so simple. So without further ado, here's Off the Cuff with Julialma Tavares. Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to see you in person. Yeah, for sure. We've been talking so much online through this pandemic, and it's so nice to be here in studio. Absolutely. So, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. And there's so much to talk to. Uh, like you said, you know, we connected online, and just the energy I got off the DMs, like, yo, this, I love the energy. And we connected <laughs> for the first time on Zoom, and... It was just all flying colors for them. It was like, yo, just the energy is unmatched, untapped, and there's so much to get into, and I definitely look forward to this conversation. Um, you know, so I, I want to kind of start off a little bit, you know, kind of in the early stages, right? Uh, you mentioned, you know, so much where you say you started investing at the age of 19. 19? I remember I was still, you know, figuring out college nowadays, you know what I'm saying? And I think 19 is such a pivotal moment for a lot of people nowadays. It's like wanting to become an entrepreneur, not knowing where to go. But tell me a little bit more about like what money meant to you at that early age. Like tell me a little bit more about what was going through your mind. Wow. What money meant to me. Oh my God. I think at that time, I was 19 years old. I was in college, but I went to a school here in the city. I went to FIT. Mm. I studied fashion design. That had been always like my passion. I actually went to the high school of fashion. So to me, it was just me doing something that I really enjoyed and really loved. Uh, but there was an issue when it comes to working in fashion. It's not a or design specifically. It's not necessarily a very lucrative type of career. Mm. And so I figured that and people would always remind us of that in school. My dad is one of them. He's like, why can't you just be an accountant, you know, and not an accountant the way that we think about accountants yeah. nowadays, you know. Uh, but uh, he was like, I want you to have like a stable job and career. But I decided to just listen to that inner voice inside of me. And I was like, this is I love being creative. I am inspired by fashion. That's what I want to do. But I also knew, like, I got to make money. And so I took on a job when I was 19 years old at a nonprofit. It was just a couple blocks away from school. And that was when I started investing because mm. they offered a retirement account. So I, w I had no idea what that even was. And at that point, I was like, retirement? Like, I'm just trying to get money for, like... My next pair of shoes. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking about. And you're 19 at the time right. too, right? I was pleased. I was spending all that money that I was making. But there was that little uh, birdie who was the HR mm. person that was like, listen, if you put money into this account, the company is also going to give you free money. 
And that's pretty much all she had to say to convince me. I was like, all right, sounds good to me. <laughs> and so I, I signed up and I started investing into that retirement account. And I, we didn't even, they didn't even say it was investing. Mm. I didn't even know my money was being invested. Right. I just thought I was saving money. And I was like, I've, I don't have a great track record of saving money up until this point in my life. I'm 19 years old. I've been spending all my money that I've made. But I saw it in that way where it was just getting taken out of my paycheck. It was being saved. Mm. But only when I saw those statements come in and only when I saw, like started doing research on them, I was like, wait a second. This is what's happening. And especially when that money started to grow. So mm. when I started seeing that money grow, I was like, oh, wait, this is this is kind of cool. I like this. And so I kept going, you know, and it was more work to stop doing it because you had to go in and fill out all the cancellation paperwork. I was like, this looks good. And, and it's going in the upwards direction. Yeah, sure. So I kept going. But I got that's rare, mm. very, very rare because I didn't. I'm, I was born in DR and I didn't have parents that were like, oh, start investing. You need this. You know, I wish I did, yeah. but I didn't have that. So I just fell into it. And luckily, it's, you know, I kept going. And it's been 13 years at this point since I've been investing. Wow. Look at that. 13 years. Now, let's take a like a quick a few steps back in there. Like, you know, tell me a little bit more. I'm curious to know. And I know the audience will love to know your money story. Like, tell us a little bit more about that and kind of the upbringings there. Yeah. So, like, I really had an interesting, my first, first money memory was when I was 12 years old because my dad gave me a credit card and he was he lived we lived in Brooklyn and he lived in the Bronx mm -hmm. uh, whoa I said that all wrong that <laughs> um or actually maybe that that did happen at some point but we lived in Brooklyn and he worked in the Bronx my dad is a bodeguero and he mm. worked in the Bronx and he's like oh if something happens to you you could use this credit card if you don't have money on you and it's an emergency you can use this credit card and he had this nice little it was a visa Citibank card. It was silver. It had my name written nice. in it. And I was so hyped. I was like, yes, I'm rich. Like I have this card right. and I could use it and blah, blah, blah. But I, of course, didn't really use it because my dad was like only for emergencies. But that was definitely one of the first money memories where I felt like a little bit of like safety and security. Mm. And that kept that same feeling really followed me for a big part of my teenage years and mm. early 20s, I always felt like I had my dad as mm. backup. And that is, in a sense, a really wonderful thing because, you know, it's great to have somebody that sure. you can lean on and count on. But it also was something that didn't really give me a full concept and understanding of what it is to make money and use it wisely because I just always felt like I had backup so mm. I didn't have to worry about saving I didn't mm. really have to think too much about the future because I had my dad there right my parents for sure and um so but however my parents are hustlers like my dad has had his bodega he mm. had like 10 side hustles and and he's just always been very active and really inspired to to work hard like he always enjoyed working hard um and that inspired me too and and as soon as I could I went to work for him. Mm. So I was working in the bodega every summer. So I was like 12, 13, 14 years old. And I was in the store from, we would leave the house at 5.30 to open the store at 7. Wow. And we would leave at 11 p.m. So it was a full day all summer working. And so it really taught me how to work, you wow. know, how to really 
uh, get up early, do what you got to do and get to the money. Absolutely. For <laughs> and sure. so it was really cool to have like an entrepreneurial dad and mom because my mom joined him in the bodega too nice. after some years. Family business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, all right, you know, uh, come work for me instead of working like her minimum wage job because yeah. she was working a minimum wage job at a pharmaceutical company. Mm. And so money was very interesting because I saw my dad be so powerful and have his own money and and he had to work a lot but he also had flexibility to say mm. I'm taking this day off for sure we're gonna go on a family trip this you know and and I thought that was so cool and I think that's the reason why and I'm, I am an entrepreneur today mm. because my dad inspired me to be an entrepreneur and to always think you know what else can you do how else can you earn money and and do good things and so it impacted me from a young age to always think that way. That's beautiful. And shout out to your pops and the rest of the family for, you know, just instilling that you at such an early age and stuff. And now look at you, the entrepreneur, the investing Latina that yeah. we know, you know, kind of going the world tour and speaking so much to so many people. Now, you know, we, we talked about the foundation and where you grew up and, you know, the money story there. I'm curious to know where did the birth of investing Latina come Okay, so Investing Latina happened many, many years later, many money mistakes later. So I started working essentially with my dad as a, as a preteen, mm -hmm. essentially. I was making money by packing the bags and it was changed. And, you know, he would, give, he would throw me $50 here and there, yeah. right? <laughs> and I would spend it all because I, I love fashion. That was my thing. That's what it really inspired me the most. Um, I worked in the fashion industry for many years and I wanted to look good. And that caused me to make a lot of money mistakes because mm. I started accumulating a lot of debt. Mm. And so while I was in, even though I was investing, I was still accumulating all of this debt. And I was like, this isn't making sense. Like I have an right. account that's growing, that's making money for me, but I also have all this interest that I'm paying. Mm -hmm. And when I started doing the math and adding up all the interest that I was paying to these credit cards, I was like, this is crazy. Jeez. And I ruined my credit score completely like it was i think the lowest it ever was was like 505 or something like wow. that it was like really low 500s i was like damn i really messed this up and i felt ashamed because i had a credit card from when i was 12 years old mm -hmm. i started investing when i was 19 so these are all things that you would think will put you on the right path right, right? to be really uh responsible with your money but I got I deviated from that path and I really started spending way too much so I said when in many years after I got out of debt because I committed to paying it off I said I want to teach people how to um, improve their credit score because I had so much experience doing mm -hmm. that right. <laughs> I was like no I need to make this better what I started researching reading everything I could about how to make my my credit uh better but the number one thing is pay your damn bills and i'm like okay <laughs> how am i gonna pay these bills i have to make more money and that also was inspiration for me it was also fire mm. under me to be like okay i'm not staying at this job because they're not paying enough what else can i do to get better to be to learn more to make myself more valuable right and go on to the next position and i did that and then I did that for a while. And when I started investing Latina, I had left my corporate job because I had invested mm. and because I felt confident because I had a big uh, pot of savings. Mm -hmm. So I set myself after making all these mistakes in my 20s, spending recklessly on shoes and handbags. I wanted to um, share the knowledge that I had acquired. And so I was like, OK, I'm going to start teaching people how to 
build their credit, how to right. invest in the stock market like I did. And I also want to talk about real estate because I'm really interested in it. Mm. And I ended up buying a home with my parents, many, oh. you know, right before I started investing Latina in 2018. Mm. And so 2019 came around and those were my three pillars. Wow. So that's what I talk about to this day. When people come to me, they look at my YouTube channel, they see me on Instagram, TikTok too, on yeah. Twitter. I'm talking about those three topics, you know, how to get better with money so that you have a good solid credit score and report how to invest into the market and also how to incorporate real estate into your portfolio. That's beautiful. And we definitely going to get into those topics because those are very critical, especially in today's age. But I'm very curious to know, like what clicked? Because you said that, you know, you started this in 2018, you got into the real estate, but you also in 2019 you launched this platform. Yeah. But like what clicked there? Like where everything just aligned? What was that pivotal moment? That's interesting because I don't know. It's still a work in progress. Yeah. Like when I launched initially in 2019, I was really just thinking, I want to share the knowledge that I have because I've always had this perspective that I, and I don't even know how, who I got this from. I think it's just been a collection of the people that are around me. Like we have a huge family and everybody has their unique experience yeah. and something that they teach and that they're really good at. Like, you know, my, the oldest, my mom's oldest brother is like, he's been the restaurateur and mm. real estate guy. You know, my aunt has been the hotel uh, general manager and she's great with people. So everybody has like the, their thing, yeah. you know, that they're really good at and they're always so generous. Mm. They always share their knowledge. And so I said to myself, I don't ever want to live a life or end up living a life and at the end of it saying that I have something left inside of me. Mm. I want to always be able to just share what I have. Even as I learn things, I want to always be able to share and share and share because I, I want to say at the end of it all, like, I'm good. I did everything I could. I shared everything I knew and, and I'm ready to move on, right, <laughs> to yeah. the afterlife. And so um, that's how it started for me. And I had no idea we would be like where where I am now, where I get to speak on on stages, where I get to teach thousands of people at this point. I have really awesome partnerships and brand deals that I'm always very excited about and and working on new things all the time. And I think it really just had to do with the fact that I took that chance and I wanted to share in some way, shape or form. If you go back to my YouTube, yikes, it looks rough. I saw the first one. Did you see yeah, the first I saw the first one. one. Oh, my you, God. You were like on I'm the... going to go back and count how many <laughs> cuts were in that video. And I swear to y'all, that video probably has like over a hundred cuts and it was like a three minute video, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to You're push on a staircase, myself. right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to push myself yeah. and I wanted to do it. And I'm like, you know, everybody has to start somewhere, right? Exactly. We talked about this. Right. We start somewhere. And um, so I didn't imagine, like I didn't go out with a business plan. Hmm. I didn't even think I was going to make money. I was like, oh, I'm just going to share this. Like maybe I'll get lucky and I'll have like a viral YouTube video. But who knows with that? It's kind of like the jack hitting the jackpot, right? Yeah. But um, it has become something really amazing, and I'm I'm really proud of it. And we're proud of you. So uh, you know, keep you. keep going and stuff. Because you said like you know we talked about it where everybody starts somewhere, but mm -hmm. it's important that you still have that drive, right? It's important that you know you you still have that drive and, and to keep you going and just inspiring so many people around the world and stuff that investing is so important now you know it's in in our minds we like it's something we know we have to do mm -hmm. but sometimes we don't even know 
where where to start, right? And I think, you know, I want to lean in on, on that a little bit. Like, what do you think and what do you see as the most common obstacles people face when it comes to investing? I think the most common obstacle is definitely people being afraid. And when we are afraid, it really just has to do with the lack of knowledge. Mm. Like, that's it. Because you don't, you have never experienced something because you don't know what it's like. And you could never get rid of that fear if you don't jump in yeah. and you don't do it. And that's not to say like you have to put your entire life savings yeah. into an investment account, but you definitely have to start. And so people not understanding how it all functions, which I understand because it is a huge market. You know, there are so many different ways of investing, first of all, and the stock market is just one of them. And it's such a complex world because it's not just stocks. There's mm -hmm. uh, funds and there's uh, bonds. And what do all these terms mean? And then when you go on the website of a, a brokerage account, there's like 80,000 tabs, right? And you're like, how do I even go about this? Yeah. Where do I even do the research? And who's reliable? Uh, who's a reliable resource that I could learn from? And so I think that overall, the investing world and the stock market has always lacked in that. Mm. It has always lacked in being able to educate the person that's going to be able to take advantage yeah. of something like this. And, and especially in our communities, you know, because we don't have always we don't always have this generational wealth you know mm -hmm. there are definitely instances where people do have generational wealth there's tons of people that have been on this land for for multi-generation mm -hmm. and they have been here for or for decades right but still it's all it's also a cultural thing mm -hmm. when we think about investing and just the way that my dad was like i'm investing into myself my own business those are the those are the lessons that they've taught us so being able to invest in a different way than the previous generation always takes a bit of a, a leap of faith. Yeah. And people, I always try to make it simple and make it easy so that people can see like, it's a market. Think of it like a supermarket. You know, you're going out the same way that you go out shopping weekly for your groceries. You should be going out weekly for your investments, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, you, you start reading those labels, you know, if, if you're going to buy a fund, like an index fund or a mu any sort of mutual fund, you want to see what's inside the same way. Like if you're buying, uh, you know, something, uh, uh, any, any sort of like canned food or you want to read what's inside, what are the ingredients, what's in this thing, what am I consuming? Right. And you have to think of your investment in that same way. It's still consumption. Yeah. You know, you're, you're inviting something in, you're bringing something into yourself, into your life, into your, what you do. And so understanding what it is is important and also knowing that you're not going to know it all right at mm. the beginning, you know, like right. I'm sure it's only only after you buy something from like the store a couple times do you think to read that label, you yeah. know, unless you're like a, a health freak, which there are tons of people that are like that. But only after a while you're like, damn, I've eaten this a lot. What exactly <laughs> is in this again? Um, and that's okay. Even when you're investing, you know, investing, get getting started, picking a fund, becoming a little bit familiar and then taking the leap of faith and then keeping track of it and following up and doing the more research. Like, all right, I know that I bought this. Let me dig into it a little bit further or let me start doing analysis on these companies that I'm really interested in. Right. Wow. So simple. <laughs> Supermarket analogy. And I think that that's what I love about you is that the analogies always hit the spot. Like it makes it relatable. And I think like you mentioned in our community is such a thing that's very foreign. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I'm curious to know a little bit more about what was the hardest part for you to like initially start the investing journey and what are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way that you wished you would have learned earlier? So what people really have to understand about investing is that you're always going to have that feeling. Mm. You're always going to be a little bit afraid if you are pushing yourself to become a better investor. If there isn't some sort of like questioning or doubt or doing further research, you're not doing it right. Mm. You should always like the way that I started investing at 19 is completely different from how I'm investing now. You know, I've added things to the portfolio and you have to keep that curious mind. You have to continue to learn and you have to continue to push yourself. And when you're pushing yourself, you're going to feel a little bit nervous. You're going to feel a little bit of doubt. I started investing into crypto last year, hmm. 2020, right? Yeah, 2020. 2020. Yeah. And um, I I started investing into crypto last year. I felt those butterflies. So it's always it's like, like... Yo, that thing is going <laughs> up and down every day. I'm like, yo. It's, it's a little scary. So I think every time... Every time you're investing into something new, you're going to feel a little bit of butterflies. And that's your body literally telling you that it's something that you need to do more research on. Mm. It's something that you need to be more sure about. And that's okay. And that's exactly why when I started investing into crypto, a completely different asset class. So if, if the stock market is, you know, stop and shop. The crypto market is like a whole is like a bodega or like something completely different. You know what I mean? So they're different places. And I did feel that fear. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to go to zero. It could. And at that time, uh, Bitcoin was eight thousand dollars. And <laughs> sure. but I, you know, and, and I was like, OK, I want to get started into this because I want to always be diversifying. I want to, you know, take some risk because we're young. You know, when you're young, you can take risk. You you can put you could think about investing for the long term and everyone should be investing for the long term or thinking in that way. But you can also take risk the younger you are. And I've I was in the position where I could take a little bit of risk and but I still started slow Mm. and everybody should start slow. Like the starting amount I think for everyone should be $50. And that was my starting amount. And that was, you know, 13 years ago. And I still think that that's a great starting amount. And, and now it's easier than ever to start with a low amount. You can start with $15 if Mm. you want, but starting slow is going to give you those training wheels so that you can feel it out, see what it's like. And then ultimately you can take those training wheels off and you can, you can soar. And soar. (laughs) <laughs> Just like sometimes crypto goes up and down. And yes. start, you know, wow, look at that. Um, you know, it's so it's so amazing that you you were able to kind of just do this such an early age. But for the people that are invested now that have taken that leap of faith and kind of, you know, put those emotions to the side, like what's some advice you would share with them to how do you stay up to date? Like knowing that crypto eight thousand dollars last year, where it is now, Bitcoin, I'm like, yo, you 60, up, you know what I'm saying? 60, exactly. Seventy thousand dollars. So how does somebody like stay up, like stay up to date with everything in that? Yeah, I think that you want to do a little bit of reading every day. And I'm not saying like you don't have to be constantly listening to all the stock market news and investment news unless you really want to. There are definitely people that are like that, that have that that sort of personality that will just dig in and, and love it. But for the normal person, just really understanding what you're allocations are what you currently have and always setting those the next big goal Mm. you know so if you're starting out now you can decide right now for this year i'm going to invest 
you know, $5,000 right. or $6,000 and I'm going to invest it in this way. I want to put a thousand into the stock market. I'm going to put a thousand into crypto and divert. You could also diversify your cryptos as well, the same way that you would diversify the stock market. Um, but you are ultimately the one that's choosing how you're going to, how you're going to spend that money. You want to be definitely wise. Okay. So you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You don't want to choose an investment just because everybody is doing it. So that's something that's very common in the investing world, this sort of like herd mentality. If someone is doing it and it becomes a thing, I mean, we saw it even with um, what happened with with um, GameStop and yeah. the short squeeze. And that happens no matter how much we can try to control different elements. It's just a natural thing. People do have a herd mentality and they're going to be where people are like when you if if you're in a room and people start running out the room you're not gonna even ask why people are running out the room you're just gonna run with them because right. you're like oh it seems like there's something happening right and i gotta move and that happens a lot in the market um be cautious with that you know and i always encourage people don't ever dismiss things always think about them consider them do research on it ask at least five other people that you trust Hey, what do you think about this? You know, I do it all the time with my friends, you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, are you going to invest into this company? You know, this week, um, you know, company companies go public all the time. And especially in a market like we have now where it's on the rise when we're in a bull market, there's a lot of IPOs. Mm. There's a lot of confidence in the market. And so people are always um, having those conversations so that people can so you can see what other people's opinions are, especially if they know more than you. Like, right. I always ask questions. Like, I, I pride myself in having really smart friends. Nice. <laughs> like, I want people that know things that I don't know. And I want to know, I want to be of service to them, too, and know things that they don't know. Mm -hmm. That's the type of, those are the types of relationships you want to have. You know, you want to have relationships that will be balanced. Like, if if there's a sector that I'm totally unfamiliar with, but I know that my friend is very familiar with it, that's the type of conversation. That's the person you want to talk to, you know? Sure. So never dismiss things. Because I think that when we do that, we close our minds and we don't think about what's next. Mm -hmm. I personally definitely dismiss a lot of things in the past. And I try my best to not do that now because I don't want to miss the boat. Yeah, <laughs> right. And not to say that, like, there will always be more opportunity. There will always be new things that are available. So don't feel bad if you ever, like, miss the boat on something. You're like, damn, I should have invested into Dogecoin or yeah. whatever, right? <laughs> It, don't feel bad about it, but also recognize, like, did you do enough research mm. about it? Did you uh, explore the possibilities? So that's what I recommend to young people now. Like, be open. Don't dismiss things. Talk to other people that know more than you. And and definitely always keep um, adjusting your portfolio because m my portfolio in my 20s, does not look anything like it looks in my 30s. And it's definitely not going to look like what it's going to look like in my 40s, you know. And I have a plan, a ballpark figure, but of, of like money wise, what I would like for it to look like in terms of diversification. But things change. Yeah. And we have to accept that and we have to go with it. Absolutely. I feel like I'm learning so much, you know, just from beginning stages, middle stage. And like you said, creating that vision for you long term. Mm -hmm. Um, in regards to the people, I mean, you know, obviously they have you as a resource, right? Because you, you've launched this Invest in Latina platform where you're hosting workshops, yeah. 
you're, you're hosting presentations, you're speaking, you're writing, you're doing all these things, producing so much content and stuff in which I actually had the pleasure of um, tuning into one of yes. your workshops and stuff. It was uh, starting with $100, investing with $100. I'm like, I need the basics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tell, tell us a little bit more about just what goes into the content that you produce, some of the things that we should be looking out for, um, and just the things that you cater to and the topics that you discuss in those content. Yes, absolutely. I mean, when I create content, it's with that same purpose, like I shared with you earlier, where it's just, I want to share what I know. Mm. I want it to be out there. And I think that what we have now with social media is such a powerful thing. It's it can be a very negative place and it can be a very bad place because at the end of the day, we're all humans and humans are not perfect. You know, we make mistakes all the time where we think in strange ways and we do things that may not always be productive. But at the same rate, if you are using your tools in positive ways, you can make impact not only for yourself, but for others. Mm -hmm. And when I started the investing workshop, which has been about a year, a little over a year at this point, I did it because people were asking me, can you teach me what you know? And I'm like, who the hell am I to teach you? Yeah. <laughs> like I studied, I went to school and I studied fashion merchandising and I also studied economics. So I have this foundation, but I'm not a financial analyst. I'm not an investment banker. And I didn't feel capable mm. to do something like that. I'm like, why? I, I could tell you what I've done and you can kind of see if that that can work for you but then what I realized is that the importance of sharing information and the way that we share information has big impact mm. and what I thought I wasn't capable of doing I was definitely very capable of doing and more mm. and so I sat down and it took me a while to develop the workshop and it has taken a lot of practice at this point I've taught it over like the one that you came to yeah. I I've taught that workshop probably over 40 times at this point. Wow. So it's not something. Shout outs to you for <laughs> So it's not, it's also not something that is just like an overnight thing. Mm -hmm. um, it takes time to develop something good. Um, but I think that when you do things with great intentions and when you try your best to give as much value as possible, it's going to come through. And I do, I do my best to help the people that come to my, my workshop and, and they become like family. You know, I call it the investing family. And they're always sending me messages. And the beautiful thing is that same thing that I was telling you. Like, I have students that are brilliant, that are way smarter than me. I have students that are engineers, that are like lawyers. Like, And I'm like, oh, my God, you amaze me. And they're like, no, you amaze me. I'm like, okay, so let's amaze each other. <laughs> this is it's so awesome. And, and I think that's also the power of community. And I'm really grateful that social media did that for me. Wow. Like I just started it on Instagram and making a couple YouTube videos. And now I have a huge community of people that are so smart that are constantly learning and teaching me things. And, and they're the ones to ask me questions. And they're the reason why I continue to learn and continue to push myself because I'm like, Oh, I I'm going to serve you more and more and in better ways um, every single every single week because we meet on a weekly basis. Wow. And so it, I like that. I think it's really awesome. And, and it helps me be a better person, a better teacher, a better investor mm. to be surrounded by by that community. Wow. Look at that. Empowering the next generation. Mm -hmm. I love that. And you mentioned such a beautiful thing where I'm all about paying it forward as mm -hmm. well. Like whether it's knowledge, whether it's a connection, whether it's energy like we're exchanging right now. And it's such a beautiful thing. And shout out to all your students, um, you know, just 
for being there and being present. Yeah. Now, if somebody wanted to just join this community, like where does someone go? Or like how, how does someone be a part of that? Yeah. So I have the workshops available on my website, investinglatina.com slash workshop. You can find them in English. You can find them in Espanol, nice. which was very hard for me. Because although that Spanish is my first language, it was still a whole to to translate everything in the financial world mm. into Spanish was a challenge. But I just love I love challenges. Wow. Like every year I want a new challenge. I want to I want to push myself to learn something new and do something new. Uh, and ultimately, it's like truly when we're teaching, we're just sharing information and enlightening someone else into something that they didn't have knowledge of Absolutely. and so that's what i do i teach it in english i teach it in spanish I, there's all, also other levels so the one following the one that you've taken yeah. i that, that was like the introduction and getting started with a hundred dollars there's there's also dividend investing mm. and then stock picking so there's like also this like um sort of timeline that you can go on like take uh to learn more and more Nah, I love that. So I'm at the bottom. So we're going to make <laughs> our way up to the top and stuff. That's amazing. And I and I want to focus on in the last couple of questions here, you know, for, for, for somebody, and you gave us a lot of gems, a lot of recommendations and stuff. But for lo, for someone that's looking to invest like right now, like if you, out of all the gems that I have, all the recommendations, what are your top three recommendations for someone who's looking to start today? Yeah. So my top recommendation is definitely going to be have a strategy for each of the um, three pillars of investing. So the three pillars of investing are the stock market, real estate, and business. Mm -hmm. And although the crypto market is um, a different market from the stock market, I was still included under that umbrella because it's something that you can't see, feel, or touch, right? Yeah. Especially crypto. Right. Um, have a strategy for each of those and lean towards the one that you like the most because if you like it, you're going to be more consistent with mm -hmm. it. You know, like that's my situation with real estate. Like uh, I keep learning about real estate and I keep digging. Like I wake up in the mornings and I'm looking at properties because I like it. And yeah. it's interesting to me. It definitely is something that requires a lot of capital up front to be able to like save up to buy a house and all that stuff. But because I enjoy it so much, I love doing the research on it. I know that I'm going to meet those real estate goals that I have for my future, you know? Um, so I would say definitely have a strategy for all three. When it comes to the stock market, just buy a total market fund. Like if you literally don't know what the hell to buy, buy a total market fund. You could It could be an ETF, an exchange-traded fund like VTI. And this isn't for you to take as like investment advice, but that's just an example of a fund that has the entire market. Mm. So if it has the entire market, you can't lose mm. because there's going to be winners, big winners, and there's going to also be losers that are going to fall off uh, to the side. But you're going to be invested. So a total market fund, a some sort of crypto, whether you want it to be the big kahuna, Bitcoin, mm. or you want it to be Ethereum, which is really what's powering a lot of crypto, the mm. blockchain technology. Um, and then with real estate, uh, if you want to, Get looking in your neighborhood. Right. Start where you are. People sometimes get really overwhelmed. They don't know where to start, but start on your block. How much are the properties on your block worth? Mm -hmm. And can you buy one of them? And if you don't have the money now, when can you put it together to make it happen if it's what you want? So so those would be my, my tips. Think about those pillars. How can you 
uh, divide the money that you do have currently right now. If all you had is $50, if all you had $100 is literally divide it how you would divide it um, if it were $100 million mm. or $100,000 if you don't want to go that far. So think about it in that way. Think big and then start thinking about the details. But I'm curious to know, like, what what's next for Investing Latina? Yeah, so definitely creating more workshops because, like I mentioned, I love teaching. I love that element. Um, and I also want to kind of build a, a whole um, investing sort of academy. So that's definitely for sure coming. That's something that I'll be working on this year. And also the book, because I have had requests for a book wow. and for a sort of guide on investing. And so those are two projects that are definitely for sure. Aside from that, I'm also working a lot um, in the venture capital world. So when we talk about investing, we think about all of those big public companies. Mm. And I am going kind of behind the scenes and looking at all of the private companies that are out there, especially ones that are founded by Latinos, people of color, women. Um, so I'm really excited to continue into like like I mentioned earlier, I keep learning every year something new. And this past year has been all about learning about the private markets and how we can funnel money to Latino founders and to people of color that are creating amazing things. They have just not been given the opportunity and the funding mm. to launch projects. And, and that's what I'm focused on. That's something that uh, I feel really, really passionate about. And I've also been working with some amazing people, like I said, that are way smarter than yeah. me. Um, and I hope to contribute what I can to that world as well. Wow, that's amazing. Like you said, building that generational wealth. Yeah. Right? It's su super important to our community as well. And I resonate that with so well. So Thank you for sharing. I really, really appreciate yes, that. Yes, I'm excited. It's, it should be really and cool. And let me know when that book's coming out too. I know, you know I will. <laughs> of course, you'll know. I'll Abs be back here absolutely. <laughs> to talk about it. No, I love that. And, uh, you know, Julie, I definitely wanted to give you your flowers today. Thank you. Um, and we do this on the show because it's important for us to highlight what you do for our community, what you do for everybody out there in the world who's looking to just take their financial future into their own hands right mm -hmm. and it's very important for for us to share that and i appreciate you and i just want to give you your flowers for all that you do again for our community and just making investing so simple because it's necessary and it's for sure needed yes so i definitely want to give you your flowers thank you i appreciate that so much absolutely and on the flip side we always kind of share it to the guests it's like who would you give your flowers to Ooh, wow i mean Honestly, when I think about the people that inspire me, I think about um, my family. Like mm. everything that I do revolves around my mom, my dad, my two siblings. Like they they teach me so much. And when it comes to investing, oh man, or money in general, mm -hmm. definitely my mentor, Tiffany, the Bajanista, Alice. Nice. Like she supports me like even in those tough moments. Uh, and that's when you know that you have like someone that is a true friend and a true mentor because when stuff is great, you know, everyone's going to be yeah. there. But when stuff is really hard, it's it's the people that truly care about you. So so definitely I would say her because uh, it, it's been great to be mentored by her and to learn so much from her. Wow. Look at that. Shout outs to the team. Shout yes. outs to her. <laughs> Shout outs to the family at home. And uh, before we wrap up, there's another element to the show as well. Yeah. Right. Uh, this right here is called the pot of gold. Oh. And there's things in here, right? Money. Okay. Pot of gold and stuff. Let's get the lottery ticket here. Um, but I, I want you to pick a question 
out of this. Okay. And it's all randomized. Well, I'm excited. So pick a question <laughs> um, and read the question out loud and whatever comes from the heart off the cuff. Okay. You know, cool. You, you so let it. me move this. For, yeah. Okay. You're... Let me shake it up. Okay. 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 So, you know, there's something in here. Let's see if I could do this. Oh, I didn't know there was anything in yeah, here. Yeah, there is. You just put your hand in there. Yep. Don't look. Okay. Here's the question. All right. All right. All right. Oh my God. What gives you hope these days? Um, I think that my, um, investing family really keeps me going Mm. and it, when, when I'm feeling really down and I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to work on this project. It's, I don't, I don't want to do this. I think about all the people that have, that are part of my group, Mm. the investing family, my students, and they give me a lot of hope because they just, I give to them, but they don't realize how much they also give to me. Mm. And when I show up for them every week, they're also showing up for me and they're also motivating me and pushing me and, and I, I don't think that's something that they know. And I have uh-huh. to like share that. <laughs> I'm going to have to share this clip with them. But they, they definitely give me a lot of hope to to keep going and to stay, um, you know, strong. Wow. Look at yeah. that. Shout out <laughs> to the family. Shout out to the community. And, yes. Wow. Community is everything, yes. right? Yes. It's so important to us. Well, there you have it. That was Off the Cuff with Julia Alma Tavares.